Blog Talk Radio.
to our Monday night broadcast of Prayer International Radio. I'm your co-host for this first hour, Sean Holmberg. Um, we'll be joined at 11 o'clock um, by Chris Herzog. Um, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Um, last night we ended the broadcast a little bit abruptly because um, um, the radio servers got a little bit overloaded. But, you know, God is gracious. And... Um, Everything happened in due season. Um, so I guess we probably just all needed rest last night. Anyway, um, so for the next two hours, um, we're going to spend time in the Word of God and spend time praying and interceding um, for you, for the nations, um, and spending time worshiping God. Um, you know, we the one um, difficult thing about having a radio station, or not even a radio station, but a radio show, is that there's only so much music that you actually have to play. Um, unlike a real radio station, the only music we have is whatever we can actually upload. And so sometimes we end up playing the same songs over and over again. Um, and we probably only have like 40 or 50 songs um, that we've been able to upload. But, you know, regardless of the songs themselves, um, the most important things that we can do and in our lives is our is the time that we spend with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, it seems repetitive for us to say that over and over and over again and to hear it over and over again. Um, but the reality is it's the most vital and the most important thing in our Christian lives and our Christian walk. There isn't really any knowledge that comes outside of the Holy Spirit. Um, there's no revelations that come outside of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he, that God does nothing, and this is in Amos, he does nothing unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. Um, God has always been um, interceding through man and having men intercede before him on behalf of the nations. The Lord always discusses his plans and reveals his plans with those who follow him and those who can hear his voice and seek his face and those whom he can entrust with those um, things. Um, so, um, you know, I remember um, there was a, before 9-11, um, or the morning of 9-11, um, you know, a horrible disaster happens. Um Thousands of people die all at once, but what people don't always know is there was a lot more that went into that day through the sovereign grace of the Lord than most people will ever realize. Um, there were people who, for all intents and purposes, should have been in that building, and for whatever reason, the Lord drew them out. Um, and there were people who were woken up early that morning being told to intercede and to pray. Even though the Lord didn't specifically tell them what was going on, he gave them an idea and had them intercede and pray. Because, you know, even the Lord will have you, will call you to intercede before him on behalf of a nation or a people. Um, and the Father wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to reveal himself to the world. Um, but that can't happen if people aren't willing to spend time in his word and to spend time in his presence. And to reckon him to be a real part of their lives. Um, so anyway, um, last night we were reading in First Corinthians, and so I guess that's a good enough place to ever to pick up um, 
a lot of the, my favorite scriptures are in here. Ones that we pray many times in this broadcast are actually in um, Corinthians. So um, it starts off in verse 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. You know, Paul was a scholar. He was a Pharisee among Pharisees, um, which he speaks about, um, I believe, in Philippians chapter 3. Um, and as far as not coming with excellence of speech, he had excellence of speech if he wanted to use it. Paul was a very eloquent man, um, a ruler, a leader. Um, but what he declared was that all the excellence of the words that you could use are nothing because the words themselves are lifeless without without a source to back up those words, um, without the authority and the relationship to back up the words which you proclaim. Um, and he said, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And what Paul learned is that all the power rests in the name of Jesus Christ. It rests in the blood of Jesus. Um and so all the knowledge that you could gain in this life would be insignificant compared to the knowledge and the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the will of the Father. The mystery that was revealed in these last times when the Lord Jesus Christ took the form of man died on the cross, was raised from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father. The same knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of, the, and the love of God that had been spoken of um, through prophets in the, in, the, in the past, in the Old Testament, um, constantly um, declaring the coming Savior, the coming Messiah. We, um, who are alive now, weren't around during the time when he was here on the earth. But now he lives forevermore in heaven, seated at the right hand of God, where he lives to make intercession for us, and has sent us his Holy Spirit to reveal to us the things of God, to reveal to us the heart of God, the mind of God. It says um, in verse 3, I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You know, Paul spoke in a couple different places about, um, and he said it earlier in um, chapter 1, um, that your, I guess, your, your faith should always be pointed in the right direction. Because your faith is only as good as the things, the thing in which you're having faith in. You could have faith that gravity doesn't work on you, and you could try to jump off a building. But regardless the amount of your faith, um, you would still fall because of the law of gravity. Because whether you believe, whether you have faith or believe that gravity doesn't exist, doesn't mean it doesn't. Um, outside of a d divine interaction by the Lord. So maybe that's not the best analogy. But, um, you know, our faith could be in a million different things. People put faith in men all the time. Jesus said he didn't because he knew what was inside of men. Um, and, you know, you can follow and claim that you're a follower of this person or this person or this person. And But in the long run, 
we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. And it says in verse 6, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of the sage, nor the rulers of the sage who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of the sage knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord, the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The deep things of God. You know, um, it takes a long time to get to know anybody. Um, you can have friends your entire life and still not know all the details about them, still not know their deepest desires, their deepest feelings, um, the part that makes a person real. Um, even um, when you're married, it takes, it's not instant, you don't completely fully know the person you're married to, but it takes time. It takes, um, and, you know, the father completely knows us, but we are still learning him. We're still gaining wisdom and revelation, and throughout all of eternity, we'll never be able to completely grasp the extent of him and his heart and his very nature um, and the things of his heart and the, his desires and the, his feelings. Um, but and it's impossible for men in general to know those things, but the Holy Spirit reveals them to us, for he takes the heart of God and declares it unto us. It says, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. You know, one thing about the Holy Spirit is it says um, there's in Romans 8, there is therefore no, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law, the, life, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. And we talked about this some last night, about how many people run around in their Christian walks attempting to gain their own salvation, even after they already have it. They attempt to make themselves righteous, even though Jesus already declared them righteous. And it's an act of futility to try to gain and obtain something that you've already obtained. The Bible says um, there in verse 12, it says um, that the Spirit who is from God, that we receive the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And so the Holy Spirit himself actually declares the things of the Father to us. He declares the things of our own lives to us. It says, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. 
But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Our call in number, 619-638-8458. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
the fire fall, let the wind blow, let the glory come down. Let the fire fall, let the wind blow, let the glory come down. Let the fire fall, let the wind blow, let the glory come down.
habitation, this place tonight, resting. A holy habitation, a sanctuary for you tonight, love, resting. Delight yourself, delight yourself in the songs we sing,
the voice of the warrior is calling my name. I hear you calling me, Jesus. I hear the voice, the voice of the warrior is calling my name. Can you hear him calling you? He's saying.
the words of life. So I'm running to your arms. I'm running after you, Jesus. I'm leaving everything behind, Lord. Everything that hinders me behind, Lord, I press on. I press on. I press on. To know you, Jesus. My pride. We'll just give the Lord praise tonight. Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Um, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. So, you know, it's unbelievably amazing to know the Lord beyond possible description. How do you describe a relationship with the Most High God? Outside of saying that you're loved And so Paul said um, I press on That I may lay hold of that For which Christ Jesus has Laid hold of me You know when Paul was talking About the mysteries of Christ And he was talking um, About a demonstration Of spirit and power It's coming from A direct knowledge and a direct relationship With the Lord Jesus Christ you know, the Father, 
the Bible says that Jesus had a particular glory um, because he was overshadowed by his father. Um, as I heard it described once, a shadow will always display that which, oversha- which is actually overshadowing you. Um, and so Jesus being the reflection of his father in heaven, we being the reflection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But the realization and the understanding of our place in him comes only through a desire to seek after him, to be in his dwelling place, to learn from him, to have the Holy Spirit. We run as in a race, as the Bible declares. Um, run as in a race, as if you wanted to win it. And our prize at the end of the journey is our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though the relationship we've already attained, but we still strive to know Him and to seek Him, to know His face, to hear His voice. Because, as the song said, He has become our exceeding great reward. Once again, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call, and we'll be right back. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything. I'm 
came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. The word became flesh and the light shined among us, his glory
Uh, praise God, we're back, and we are coming up on the 11 o'clock hour. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for the second half of the broadcast tonight. And we're broadcasting out of Dallas, as usual, and just praising God. You know, that's going to be a glorious day. That song is called Glorious Day. And you know, one thing about it, uh, when Jesus comes back and he splits the skies, and he reveals himself in all his glory, all his splendor. You know, there's a reason they call it the great and terrible day of the Lord or the glorious day of the Lord. There's just going to be so much going on on that day. It's going to be amazing. So, you know, we rejoice that our God is not dead. He's not a statue, he's not an idol, he's not some big Buddha or some totem or some, you know, figment of somebody's imagination. But our God is very much alive. And his name is Jehovah God, his son Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Of course, we believe in the Holy Spirit present in the earth, moving to and fro throughout the earth, through God's people, touching God's people, doing God's bidding in the earth. Same yesterday, today, and forever. And, you know, this is the one, this is the God, this is the Jesus, the Holy Spirit that we preach. Preaching Christ crucified, declaring that there's not salvation through any other name but the name of Jesus Christ. And some would say that is a narrow-minded statement. Well, you know, let me tell you something. Jesus said this. He said, narrow is the way, and few find it. Broad is the way to destruction, but narrow is the way, and few find it. In fact, he said it's easier for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle And enter into the kingdom of God Now he wasn't talking about people Just because they have money But he was talking about A man in regard to his love for His reliance upon money Rather than His reliance upon God Rather than his trusting God You know as God's people We need to come to a place Where we realize that God is our source It doesn't come from a job, although God may use jobs to provide for us. But when it comes down to it, it comes from the Lord. You know, God is our source. That's why he calls himself Jehovah Jireh, the provider. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to... Do where you're going to live because your heavenly Father knows what you have need of, even before you ask. Now, just because He made that statement about knowing what you have need of before you ask, He never said don't ask. He said, "Ask and you shall receive; seek and you shall find; knock and the door will be opened." So, whatever doors you need to open in your life in this season. Whatever door you need to open in your life, maybe it's a relationship door, maybe it's family, a friend, 
an acquaintance, some situation going on in your life where you need God to turn the hinges, turn the scenario in the areas of relationships or family or friendships. Maybe your door is a financial door and you need God to turn that door, swing that door the other way. You know, he said, if you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things would be added unto you. And so whatever you're seeking, whatever you're believing for, begin to commit it to God. Begin to just trust him with it. Don't just trust him with the spiritual things. Don't just trust him with the religious things in your life. Trust him with every detail. Trust, trust him with every relationship, every bill that you have that comes in to your household. Trust him with every situation. Whatever trial you're facing right now, whatever temptations or struggles or shortcomings you're dealing with, the weights and the sins in your life that easily beset you, listen. God has a solution for it. He says, look unto Jesus because he's the author and the finisher of your faith, which means he is in you. He is able. The Bible says he's in you to willing to do of his good pleasure. That means he's the one by his spirit that will strengthen you and enable you and cause you to rise up and overcome, cause you to go forward and conquer. You know, he says you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. The reason I can say this with confidence See, a lot of people think Christianity is an arrogant religion. No, it's a confident religion. See, there's a reason Paul said, I know the one in whom I have believed. There's a reason he said that, because he did know him. You know, some people would say for Christians to stand up and say, we have the truth, we know the truth, and every other religion is wrong or misguided or misled. Some people would say that is just proud and arrogant and ridiculous. Like I said before, God wants his people to be able to stand up with confidence. You see, when we know the truth, when you know the truth and the truth sets you free, when you know who, see, truth isn't about right or wrong. Is, is the question right or wrong, true or false? Truth is a person. Truth is a person. And his name is Jesus. And any relative truth that we decide on in the earth comes from him, ultimately. And when you know who he is, he can speak into any situation in your life and turn it around. No matter how good or how bad or how ugly your situation is, no matter how bad the report looks, no matter what's going on, God has the ability to turn your situation around. And he wants you to trust him with it. He wants you to trust him with it.
Praise God. Well, if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. Call in number is 619-638-8458. Email address is www. Actually, the web address www.prayerinternational.org and the website is prayerinternational at gmail.com. Hallelujah. Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say Like rain washing my eyes. 
Alright, praise God We are back And this is Prayer International Radio My name is Chris Herzog And just uh, picking up the broadcast Just wanted to spend some time worshiping God Had a Brother Patrick in the uh, chat room Just sharing with him back and forth a little bit And we'll continue to do so And uh, a few people listening in Just want to lift up some prayer right now For everybody listening Everybody praying and just tuning in tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just ask, Father God, your blessings upon your people tonight. Father, for every man, every woman that's listening with us tonight around the globe and, Father, across the nation, Father, we just pray right now, Father God, that you would stir in them a heart of worship, stir in them a heart of prayer, Father, that you would, Lord God, stir up the gift of God within them and cause them to answer the call. Cause them to answer the drawing and the leading of the Holy Spirit as he tugs their hearts and woos them to yourself, Father, as you're drawing your bride, as you're calling your bride, as you're calling your people, Father, to come up higher. Father, we just ask you in the name of Jesus that you would bring your people higher tonight, Father that you would reveal yourself in such a mighty way, Lord, that you'd cause us to press in, Lord God, like you told us to press in. Father, that we would put the hand to the plow and not look back, that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And, Father, you told us, Lord God, to raise ourselves up as the watchmen on the wall to take our place, to be seated with Christ in heavenly places in that position of authority, of ruling and reigning, and of seeing and watching with a heavenly perspective. So, Father, tonight we call your people to attention. We call your people to attention that they would watch and wait. They would hear your voice. That, Father, they would learn to obey you with swift obedience, Father, that you would work in all of us hearts of obedience, hearts of prayer. Father, yielded hearts, ready for not our plans, not our purposes, but your plans and purposes. And Father, we just ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. You know, sometimes you just got to press in. Sometimes you just got to praise. Until the heaviness breaks You know there's a warfare In worship There's a warfare In worship God said get the high praises of God In your mouth and the two-edged sword In your hands And that if we're going to stand as the army of God We've got to have a balance between The word, handling the word as a weapon And declaring thus saith the Lord And declaring and decreeing And watching and waiting and And knowing what the Lord would say unto us. And in the same flow, we need to have hearts of worship, hearts that are tender towards him. Hearts that are yielded towards him. Hearts of praise. What does that mean? You enthrone him on your heart. You enthrone him as king over your life. That's worship. Where everything you do is by means to please him. Your words, your thoughts, your actions, your life. See, it's present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, 
for this is your reasonable worship. This is your reasonable service. God says, look, this isn't unreasonable. This is not unreasonable. God says, I'm not telling you to do anything that's unreasonable. But rather, he's asking us to present ourselves unto him. Present ourselves as living sacrifices. Present ourselves consecrated. That means sanctified, set apart, holy and acceptable unto God. What does that mean? You set yourself apart from the world. You set yourself apart from the flesh. God simply states in his word that carnality, the carnal mind is enmity with God. If you're walking with a carnal mind, you're God's enemy. You see that the enemy, even within yourself, is your flesh. It's enemy. It's your enemy. It's God's enemy. Why? Because, see, it's a front to his kingdom. It's it's a sidestep or a distraction to the plans of her. Anything that's idle or non-productive in your life, any word or mindset, any thought or declaration, any vow or association or relationship, anything you do in your life, in this earth, in this world, that is idle or non-productive for the kingdom is a threat to God's kingdom. Jesus said it like this, you're either for me or you're against me. You're either for me or you're against me. It's it's white and black. It's hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm or you'll get spewed out of the mouth of God. What does that mean? God wants you to be settled on the issues. Get settled on the things that he deems holy. Get settled on the things that he deems purpose, destiny. Get settled on the things that he decides are the assignments over your life. See, that which is not faith is sin. And if you're going to do something in God, if you're going to do something with your life, you need to do it by faith, whether it's a business venture, whether it's a getting your giftings and talents out and committing them to the Lord, whether it's ministry, whether it's helping someone, whatever you do with your life, God says, commit it and submit it unto him. That's why God says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. See, we have reduced God and we've taken God and we've uh, compartmentalized him to where he's just a Sunday school, Wednesday night, maybe an hour in the morning. Oh, we better read our chapter we better throw some money in the bucket. Oh, no. But no, God wants to have a relationship with you and be your best friend and be a father to you and be a comforter to you and be an ever-present help in time of need. He wants to be your wisdom. He wants to be your wise counselor. He wants to be your source. He wants to be the one who helps you to make those decisions. Why? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Acknowledge him in all your ways. That means everything you're doing, every situation and circumstance, everything that you're involved in. Acknowledge him in it. 
Seek him for his wisdom. Seek him for his direction. So your life depends on it. Your life depends on that. And you say, well, how come? The Bible says man lives not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Which means if you're not hearing the words that are coming out of God's mouth, you're not living. And you can't have the life that God's prepared for you. You can't have the blessing that God's prepared for you. Because, see, the only way you're going to eat the good of the land is by being willing and obedient. But what are you going to be willing and obedient to if you haven't heard the word of the Lord? And unless he dwelleth in you, unless you're yielded to him, greater is he that is within you. And he's in you to will to do of his good pleasure. So if you're not about pleasuring him, and if you're not about pleasing him, and what you're doing isn't by faith, because without faith it's impossible to please him. If what you're doing is not by faith, then it's sin. If what you're doing is not approved by God, then it's sin. And sometimes we think that's such a harsh statement. That's that's such, like I said before, such a narrow-minded statement. But Jesus clearly said, narrow is the way. Few find it. Many will come to me saying, Lord, Lord, look what we did in your name. And he'll say, depart from me, for I never knew you. You see, it's not about lip service. It's not about putting on the show. It's about walking humbly with your God. It's about walking in obedience. It's about loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. See, if you love God, you'll keep his commandments. And if you love God, you'll love your neighbor. Because he said, how can you love God if you don't have love for your brother? How can you say you have love for God if you don't have love for your brother? In fact, let's take it a step further. Love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Do good to those that persecute you. Because that's what pleases God. That's the example Christ gave us. And so we're to walk in love. Faith works how? How does your faith work? I love. See, it's all correlated. It's all interconnected. See, unless we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we can't be filled with love. Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. But see, the only way he's going to Draw near to us as if we draw near to him. See? Why? Because a man reaps what he sows. And if you press into God, guess what? He's going to press into you. If you leave an impression on God, he's going to make and leave an impression on you. And when people look and they see God's imprint and God's impression, and they see that God has pressed himself. See, you know what happened with Moses? Here Moses was, show me your glory, Lord. Show me your glory, Lord. And so God showed him the glory to the point that they had to put something over his head. Now, I don't know exactly what that looked like. 
I mean, people speculate a cloth bag or a bag or some type of. Okay, we don't really. I don't really know exactly what that looked like at the moment, but let me tell you something. If it was to the degree that they had to cover it up, because the glory was so powerful that it would just penetrate any darkness, it eradicate sin. Eradicate people would just fall. I imagine just like when the uh, the man of God touched the ark after God said, "Do not touch it." And here he was just trying to help it. But the minute he touched it, bam, he thought I did Why? Holy, consecrated, sanctified. But here, here Moses was pressing into God, and God made such an impression on Moses that his face shone like the sun. The glory of God radiated. He made such an impression that it put fear in the hearts of the Israelites. And listen, if you'll press into God, and you'll cry out, show me your glory, Lord, you'll seek his glory. You'll seek him. And he'll press in back to you, and he'll make his impression, and he'll leave his mark, and you'll have his glory on your life. And that's what you want. You want his glory on your life. Look, Paul came preaching not with the excellency of speech and man's wisdom, but he said that my preaching would be in the power and demonstration of the Spirit. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Jesus said, look, greater things shall you do in my name. Speak in new tongues, cast out devils, lay hands on the sick. The Lord worked with him and confirmed the word with signs following after he was received up into heaven. And in the same manner, if you're his, if you're filled with his spirit, if you're filled with his word, he says, if I abide in you and my words abide in you, you shall have what you will. You shall ask anything in my name according to my name, and it shall be done. It shall be given to you if you desire and believe whatsoever things you say, you shall have them. Listen. That's what happens when you have the life of God abiding on the inside of you and the word abiding on the inside of you. And you begin to see and handle the world with a kingdom agenda and a kingdom perspective. Listen, Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God, saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, the kingdom is here right now. The kingdom is before you. And it's not about... You know, fairy tales and gold dust. But this is about establishing God's kingdom here on the earth. And will we see angels? Oh, yes. Will we see gold dust? Well, think about it. If they're sweeping the streets in heaven, which are made of gold. Just the residue of heaven is gold dust. Just the dirt on the streets is gold dust. I'm sure we'll see plenty of it, but you know what? That doesn't matter. It's about establishing, establishing the kingdom of God, establishing the character and the nature and the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, covering the earth just like the waters cover the sea. That's why we're doing this. 
There's no deal. There's no gimmick. This is about declaring the word of the Lord. This is about praying and pressing in. This is about global transformation, social transformation, and God pouring out upon a people all over the earth, declaring that these are his and pulling out that remnant, setting apart that people for himself and for his good pleasure. And he's giving an invitation for you to come, for all who will come to the waters and drink, all who are thirsty. Delight yourself in the things of God. God's calling us to press in, people. God's calling us to come to the waters. And all who are thirsty And all who are weak Come to the fountain you heart in the streams of life at the pain and sorrow be washed away in the waves of his mercy mercy as deep cries out too deep oh who are thirsty If you heart in the stream of life, let the pain and the sorrow be washed away in the waves of His mercy. As deep cries out to deep, as deep cries out to.
As deep cries out Too deep We want nothing else As deep cries out Too deep Sing, come Lord Jesus Come Lord Jesus Come You're all that we want Come Praise God. Well, we're back for International Radio. Just taking some time. You know, that was All Who Are Thirsty by Misty Edwards. We just love that song. You know, something about making that declaration, come, Lord Jesus, come. You know, when she says, as deep cries out to deep, you know, that's basically saying, look, the, the deep recesses of your heart, okay, you have a spirit in there. And your spirit is going to groan and travail and cry out for God, eagerly awaiting his return, eagerly awaiting for God to come back. You know, Romans talks about the the creature, the, the earth groaning and travail, waiting eagerly for the manifestation of the Son of God. Listen, there's a depth in God that God wants you to experience that goes past sitting in a pew, sitting in a chair, throwing money in a bucket, listening to a Bible study. There's a depth in God that he wants you to understand that only his presence, only his glory can touch those places inside of your soul. That only his love can come in and mend some of the broken and the fragmented things that you've experienced in your life. See, when the Holy Spirit comes in, he can go in deep. That's why Paul says, do you know the depth of the love of God? Because it's deep. You can't fathom it. You can't comprehend because the mind is unfruitful in the things of the Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that sheds the love abroad in your heart. But see, the thing is, is the Holy Spirit, he keeps giving and giving and giving and pouring and shedding. And the next thing you know, you're overflowing. See, that's why Jesus called it a river. He called it a well, a, a living well, springing up an everlasting well. Whoever drinks of this well and never thirsts again, out of your belly would flow rivers of living water. See, that, that belly is more about your spirit, the, the inside of you, that part of you that connects with God. And see, when the life of God, the river of God, the love of God begins to permeate and saturate and begin to emanate from you and pour from you into the earth, See, that's, that's true religion. That's true gospel. That's true Christianity. When the love and the life of God can pour through your life into the life of another. When God, like I said before, impressed on Moses the glory. The glory was so huge on Moses they had to cover his face up. Because the, the glory was just getting people, man. And when Jesus shines on your face 
and you're face to face with God, you're seeking his face. And when he shines on you, when people look into your face, when people look into your life, when people see your testimony that God's brought you through, you're going to make your impression on people too. You're going to make your impression on people too. Why? Because the Bible says he who knows his God shall be strong and do great exploits. Jesus said it like this. That was Old Testament. Let's let's give you some news. Jesus said, greater things shall you do. When I go to the Father, I won't leave you comfortless, but when I go to the Father, I'll send you a comforter, and he shall be in you and you and him, and, and he shall lead you into all truth. And greater things shall you do. Greater things. Greater things. Great exploits. Great and mighty things. See, we don't even understand the great and mighty things that God prepared for those that love him. You don't have a clue what assignments and what destinies and what things God has for your life, child of God, man of God, woman of God, wherever you're at in the process, listen. God desires to get glory out of your life. He desires to put his glory upon your life and use you to transfer that glory all over the earth. Just like the waters cover the sea. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Thank you so much for listening, praying, believing, sharing. We want your comments. We want your prayers. We want to know what's going on in your life, so email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. We'll pray for you. We'll lift you up. We'll stand and believe and agree for the will of God in your life. If you want to check us out on the website, we're www.prayerinternational.org. We've got some devotionals there, some videos, some different things for you to check out. Other resources, other links, where you can go check out some other good stuff that's fed our spirits and, and helped us grow. We'd love to share those things with you. And anytime you need to, you can always call in the 619 number. We also have a 1-800 number on our website. You can call in any time. Praise God. We'll listen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask, Lord, that you would touch every person listening tonight. Father, reveal your glory to them. Reveal your heart to them. Father, show them that you love them. Fill them and saturate them with that love, Lord. Father, I pray for transformation in the lives of these men and these women. That, Father, you would make such an impression, make such a mark on their lives, that when people look into their lives, they would see your glory on their faces. Father, I pray, Lord God, whatever situation or circumstance someone may be going through, Father, I pray that you would show yourself as the deliverer, as the savior, as the healer, as the provider, as the good father that gives good gifts to your children. Father, touch your children now. Touch your people now. Scatter your enemies. And bless your people. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that when our enemies come against us one way, you said you'd send them fleeing seven ways, that you are the protector, 
and that you overshadow your children, Father. We just give you praise, Lord God. We say all the glory, all the honor, all the worship be your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're signing off. This is Prayer International Radio. I just want to thank you for all your participation tonight. And just know that we're praying for you. Days will come when you don't have the strength When all you hear is you're not worth anything Wondering if you ever could be loved And if they truly saw your heart They'd see too much You're beautiful Beautiful